Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross from the future. I'm recording this about 170 episodes in. We're currently in June 2023 and I just thought I'd record an introduction to my earlier episodes for the simple reason my sister was at breakfast the other day in a cafe and she overheard a lady saying to her friend, I have just found the inner work conversation. It's really, really useful. I'm going to go right the way to the beginning and work my way through the episodes. And it immediately made me want to try and contact this lady who I have no idea who she is and be like, no, don't do that. Because this this podcast, it's been going for a few years. And during that time, I have grown. I have changed. I have evolved. I have grown more confident in my abilities and in my competence, not just in my podcasting abilities, but also in what I do with my clients. I've become much more sure about who I best work with, who I best serve, and how we can best have conversations around the topics that are meaningful to the people who I work with. And so it makes me want to go, oh God, no, listen to the more recent episodes. That's where you're going to get your best value. That's where you're going to get your best insights. And it also, to be honest, makes me go, oh, in those older episodes, I sound different. I sound different because I was trying really hard. I was trying really hard to be liked and accepted. I was trying really hard to find my place in this in this space. And I think it comes through. I think that you can hear that. And I'll be honest, there's some old, old episodes that I've gone back and I've thought, oh, that, that's made me cringe or I actually disagree with myself. And so it leaves me with the question, why wouldn't I take the old episodes down? And my simple answer is this. As we all navigate life and business, we all evolve and we all grow. And there is always going to be an older version of us that we wish we'd have said things differently or we wish we'd have done things differently. Like for example, at the beginning of my business, I wish that I'd have been much more confident in who I worked with and how I can serve them and really back in my own, you know, opinions around certain things. But I can't go back. None of us can. None of us can go back to a previous version of ourselves and rewrite time. And so I'm leaving all of my older episodes in for one reason only. And that is because I want you to take these older episodes and take them for what they are, a demonstration of someone growing and evolving and learning in public. And I I say all of this and I introduce this episode with the hope that that not only inspires you, but also helps you to give yourself permission to grow and evolve and learn in public. So many of us just won't put ourselves out there for fear that it's not going to be good enough and you know it's not going to be right. And when I when I listen back to my original, my my initial podcast episodes, it's not good enough and it's not right by my standards now. But it was back then. Everyone has to start somewhere. We all have to start somewhere. We can't just rock up to something and be who we want to be or have the quality that we want to have from day one. So with what you're about to listen to, please, please know that as these podcasts, as the numbers roll on, the more me you will hear me get, but that's the more me now. Yeah. And that's not to say that there isn't value and insight in these older episodes. It's just letting you know that this is my version of growing and evolving out loud. So with all that said, let's get into the episode. 
So today is a solo podcast where I'm going to be discussing fear in the context of uncertain times and it's coming to you in three parts. Firstly, how does fear show up for us as leaders? Secondly, what is fear trying to do, especially when things are uncertain? Thirdly, what can you do about it? So diving straight in, how does fear show up for us? So recognising that fear is holding you back is not easy. It's not easy because typically we keep it trapped inside. We fear the fear. We think that if we let it out by either telling someone about it or exploring it ourselves, that it will amplify. So we carry it around in an invisible backpack, (laughs) locked up really tight, but that shit gets really heavy. And it normally just makes things worse because then we think that the fear is specific to us and only us, that we're alone with this insecurity and that if you talk about it with someone, they might judge you. I've noticed that this is 10 times worse for leaders and business owners because it backs them into a corner. I've really seen many business owners feel that there are quite few people that they can talk to who A, get it, in inverted commas, in a in the context of a commercial sense, and B, that they feel comfortable enough to trust with their deepest, darkest fears, particularly of uncertain times. And this can feel quite lonely and an isolated place to be. And what normally happens when we don't explore the fear is it manifests into thoughts of what if. And I know that you can all relate to this. What if I'm not going to be able to handle it. What if I'm not credible enough? What if I'm not assertive enough or adaptable enough or strong enough to handle whatever monstrosities 2020 is going to throw my way? And when we follow those thoughts, we end up down a rabbit hole of catastrophizing. This is what happens when we jump right to the very end of the story where the minor inconvenience that we're currently facing, like losing a client contract or making a pricing mistake, for example, manifests itself as complete defeat, permanent failure. (laughs) And we see scenes of not paying our bills and losing our homes and our sanity. (laughs) And we question if we're going to be able to handle this potential catastrophe ahead of us. And further to that, we invest our energy in rehearsing for these catastrophes. Because fear loves certainty in business, and I suppose in life as well, it can make us feel like we want to control every possible outcome, micromanage everything as much as we possibly can. And therefore, What it does to us is instead of taking the small steps of courage, instead of dealing with what's in front of us in the here and now and getting creative and spotting opportunities, we instead come from a place of rigidity and spotting all the potential risks. Uncertainty ramps fear up. It turns up the volume. It gives a microphone and a stage to our fears. So fears that we already have in everyday life anyway uncertainty just adds to those fears and like I said before it brings out the what ifs what if I try and I can't what if the idea falls flat on its face what will they think what if I can't do it what if I can't achieve it and it therefore impacts me financially I'll be so ashamed that I tried and it doesn't work out so when fear-loaded self-talk gets loud we normally do one of two things. We puff up, we push harder, we adopt a really unhealthy striving that comes from a place of fear and lack and scarcity, or 
we hide, we give up on ourselves, we self-sabotage, or we don't even start the things that we actually want to do. So for many, that's how fear shows up. But before I move on, I do think that it's reasonable to accept that the actual word uncertainty has probably been used more in 2020 than any other year ever. (laughs) But don't let that fool you. Uncertainty has always been there. And while I accept that uncertainty is absolutely heightened right now, I am asking you to refuse to let it hold you back. With uncertainty comes not knowing. And with not knowing comes the, will I be able to handle it? Will I be okay? And the answer is, of course. Of course you'll be okay. And of course you'll be able to handle it. You always have, haven't you? So if that's how fear shows up in terms of uncertainty... What is fear trying to do? Fear is the voice that's trying to stop you from announcing your big idea in case they judge you and think you're stupid. Fear is what's stopping you from taking the bold action in case you fail. Fear is stopping you from being able to think clearly when you've got something really important to do or say, but you seem to hold back or procrastinate to high heaven because it's stopping you from going after what you want in case you go after it and you don't achieve it. As humans, we are programmed to feel fear for good reason. Think caveman, saber-toothed tiger. Fear is an emotion that alerts us to possible danger and helps us prepare for it. It's just our ego trying to keep us safe. So when people say, feel the fear and do it anyway, I can't disagree with that statement, but I think it needs extending. (laughs) Feel the fear and do it anyway after you've explored the fear. After you've understood the root of it and what's real and what's not and what's a risk and what's just your ego trying to keep you safe, reasonably assess where the fear is coming from and understand how to work with it rather than let it stop you completely in your tracks. Notice how this applies to fear of failure and fear of rejection. For those of you who are familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, If you're not, it's fine. I'll put some resources in the show notes of this podcast. But in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we all have a fundamental need for safety and belonging. And in today's uncertain world, it's really real. Failure could equal lack of fundamental safety, i.e. losing your home. And fear of rejection could result in lack of belonging and these two things are really really important to us as humans so we owe it to ourselves not to run and hide from the fear but to explore it in fact a recent personal experience that i've had with fear came alongside setting up thrive life and business I was in a stable job, which I loved. It paid really well. I got to work from home and I got to work with some great people. Now, I thought I only had one fear that I was dealing with and that was fear of failure because truth be told, this was a huge leap of faith, but I was wrong. (laughs) When I set the business up, I quickly found that I had to be really visible on social media Otherwise, how were my ideal clients going to learn more about me and understand how I could help them? And around the same time, my beautiful friend bought me a gift and in her card, she said something like, I'm so proud of you. You've got some big lady balls there to do what you're doing and back yourself in that way. And as I read it, I felt another kind of fear, a fear that I hadn't considered before that point that went along the lines of, if I truly back myself, will people think that I think I'm amazing? And I realised immediately, 
I didn't want to be perceived as someone who thinks they're that amazing. They'd bet their mortgage on it. But evidently, I did think that because that's the action that I'd taken. (laughs) This type of thinking stopped me for a little while sharing things like client testimonials and things to promote myself because I didn't want to be seen as boastful or big-headed. And at this point, I want to share with you a poem that really saved my bacon during this time and helped me get my head out my own bum. And it's called Our Deepest Fear by Marianne Williamson. It does have um, reference to religion in here. So if that's not your gig, that's fine. Just replace the word God with whatever resonates with you. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You're a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We're all meant to shine, as children do. And we're born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. So on reflection of that, when my friend said what she said, well, where was the problem? The problem was in how I thought others would perceive me, whether I would be judged and whether I'd be rejected. And the truth is, people are going to judge you anyway. (laughs) But this, this is the stuff that keeps us playing small. So actually, what is fear trying to do? Fear is trying to keep us safe. It is not the enemy. We just need to learn how to work with it. So finally, what do we do about it? So now you know it's not just you with the backpack. (laughs) Let's talk about what we can do. This is so important to me because after 15 years of working with leaders, I know this about you. I know that you feel that you're most empowered when you do or overcome something that you thought you couldn't. And so let's dive straight in. I've got four inner work tips, of course, because the name of the podcast is The Inner Work. (laughs) And then I'm going to finalise with four practical tips. So inner work tip number one. Firstly, know this. When you get the title of leader or business owner, it does not automatically mean that you have to know it all or put on a front. If you think that people won't respect you or think you're credible for not knowing what to do, for not knowing what the next step is, please know that your people will value much more your authenticity, your courage to not be perfect, and they will value you involving them on the problem solving over you putting up a front of having all your shit together or all of the answers. Let go of the idea that you have to be something that you're not. Second inner work tip, you've got to have compassion for yourself. If you want to be a good leader through, particularly through uncertain times, you've got to be kind to yourself first, especially if you want to be the type of leader who is kind and compassionate to others. We can't practice compassion to others if we don't show it to ourselves first. So know that it's okay not to know everything, not to be competent at everything. Know that it's okay to learn. 
it's okay to lighten up about learning and it's okay to trip up a few times and fall flat on your face. Instead of trying to be perfect, ask yourself, do I need to invest in myself? Do I need to delegate? Do I need to outsource? And how can I lighten up and show others around me that it's okay not to know? Define what it is that you need to know and just take the best action that you possibly can. Third, stop comparing. (laughs) Given that earlier on in the podcast I said, you know, we all carry our fears around in an invisible backpack. If you consider that concept and think about the way that we compare ourselves, so we look over the road or over into someone else's office or on social media, even worse, and we see these other leaders who seemingly have all of their shit together, the likelihood is that they are not going to be wearing all of their fears on their arm for the world to see. So when we look around and we compare ourselves to what we see, it affirms to us that yes, you are alone. Everyone else is handling this great. It's just you. You're not. And you and I both know that's absolutely not the case. Final inner work tip. Get comfortable with discomfort. I think a lot of the time when things aren't comfortable, we rush the process and try and get back to comfort as soon as we possibly can. But when you lean into the discomfort, so that looks like accepting, you know, not everyone is going to like what I've got to say or, well, yeah, I am going to trip up along the way. I am going to fail a few times. That's okay. It's not your business to make everyone like you. It's not your business to get everything spot on by trying to avoid every single pitfall and every single failure along the way. The likelihood is that you're not actually going to be taking the action that you need to take to get to where you need to be. So into the practical tips now. Practical tip number one, make your why stronger than your fears and share your overarching why with people who are important to you like your team. So for me, my overarching why that gets me through my fears, so for instance, the fear of launching this podcast, (laughs) is I want to serve people who really would benefit from my coaching and my services. And the only way for me to do that is to build credibility out there in the marketplace by putting myself out there. So although recording and releasing this podcast is possibly one of the scariest things I've ever done, for me, my why of serving others is much more important to me than my fear of what people will think. And another example is if I think about the business owners and the leaders that I work with, some of them really struggle with asserting themselves, setting stretching targets and holding their team to account. However, when they have defined their why, when they know that their why is to ensure that their business is commercially sustainable through this batshit crazy time, and they share that with their team, all of a sudden it becomes easier. It becomes easier to set stretching targets and hold your team accountable. And also you'll find that your team are much, much more on board. Number two is journal out your fears. Really get clear on what your fears are. So I've got a few tips for you that I wanna share on this particular topic. And actually it comes from a client conversation that I had last week. And there is also an Instagram post on how to handle uncertainty. And here's how it goes. So firstly, you wanna get to the root of your fear. So get pen onto paper, get all of your fears out and look at them with a fresh objective view. And what I would always advise is to rate them on two scales. So for every fear, look at them through the lens of how possible is it that this fear will actualize? 
So how possible is it? And then secondly, how probable is it? So how possible and how probable? And once we've laid all our fears out, we've bullet pointed them all and we've rated them and we look at that, then I would strongly advise that if there's anything with a high rating of probability and possibility, think about what you can do to avoid that eventuality from happening or mitigate the risk. And then finally, completely flip it on its head. So you've explored the fears, you've explored what could go wrong, but what could go right? What could you learn? How could you grow? What could be the benefits of this scenario that you might not have been able to consider before because those thoughts weren't available to you because you were so stuck in fear? And number three, be really intentional about where your attention is going. If you feel like things are uncertain and that uncertainty is really getting to you, pay particular attention to the metrics that you know in your business really move your business forward. Once you've listed your metrics that you know, they are the things, they are the measures that me and I'm doing well in my business. Every day you look at those measures and you inch forward. You take the smallest step towards achieving your overarching goals. And then lastly, celebrate. <laughs> oh, when things are uncertain, when there is lots of fear, the thing that we miss the most, which is probably one of the most impactful things that we can do, is to actually celebrate please, 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 can you start giving yourselves affirming evidence that actually you're doing a bloody great job navigating uncertainty. <laughs> you're so busy rushing onto the next thing and the next thing and the next thing that actually you're missing out on the things that you are doing really well in this moment right now. You'll notice if you follow me on Instagram, you'll notice I do wins of the week and that is when my clients send me all of their wins. Now you will probably think by wins of the week that I mean these great achievements and I really don't. I specifically ask my clients for the small stuff because it's the small stuff like the way I dealt with a problem, the way I handled a difficult conversation, the way I met a challenge. It's those small things that are the most sustainable and it's always the inner wins that we celebrate the most. So please make time for that. And one final bonus tip, actually, <laughs> that I hadn't planned for, but I am going to say it. If you are struggling to identify your own fears and if you're struggling on calling yourself out on your own bullshit, hire a coach or at least find yourself a mentor, somebody who can identify the language that you're using and the limiting beliefs that are holding you back, reflecting those back to you, things that you might not be able to see yourself. It's a coach's job to actually look for the things you can't see yourself. And it's almost like fast-tracking your way through the challenges that you face internally. So for me, I specialize in mindset and leadership coaching. There will be other coaches out there who specialize in things that you might fear greatly like public speaking or marketing or sales. So whatever it is that you know is holding you back, try and invest as much as you possibly can in regards to your time and your energy and financially as well. And on that note, I really hope that it's helped you today, me talking about fear, particularly in these uncertain times. And also just to thank you very much for tuning in to my very first episode. And I really, really look forward to you joining me in the second where I will be joined with a very special guest.
You've been listening to the Inner Work Conversation with me, Nikki Cross. If this episode resonated with you, don't forget to click subscribe so you don't miss another one. And please consider sharing it with another leader who it might help. I'd also love to know where you're listening from. Are you in the car? Are you walking the dog? Where are you? And please screenshot the podcast and post it on your social media platform of choice, remembering to tag me so you can tell me directly the most insightful bits for you. Till the next episode, have a very intentional rest of your day. Thank you.